Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast. My name is Mikhail Sechen, and I'm your podcast host. This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups and is part of the Let Us Be Heard series supported by HMS. My guest today is Florin from Romania, and you all know about the situation in the Ukraine and what is happening there. And for a while I was wondering how are LGBT plus people dealing with the whole situation. I asked Florin to talk to me and I can where I can ask him a few questions because he's working with LGBT plus refugees from the Ukraine. Hello, Florin, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a few words? Uh, what is your experience with uh, LGBT plus refugees from the Ukraine? I, I will try to be as um, explicit and direct as possible, um, meeting the needs of several uh, people um, who managed to leave uh, Ukraine quite often with just a few um, things with them, a cat or a dog and uh, some medicine, and that's all. Um, I will say that quite often they're in a state of shock for uh, obvious reasons. Um, it's a stage of survival and part of our role actually is to, of course, to offer um, shelter, food, um, but also to guide them um, into practicalities of the new life. Uh, Romania, Moldova, Poland are at this stage more or less countries of transition. So part yeah. of our role is to guide them if they want to move forward towards uh, uh, Western um, um, Europe. And, and from, this, from this perspective of someone who is um, um, assisting refugees um, on behalf of uh, an organization, but also on my behalf <laughs> as uh, uh, committed uh, uh, person of faith. I, I want to say that in this um, horrible circumstance, circumstances, um, prayers and good intentions communicated in our groups on Facebook among friends are not exactly enough when um, direct action for supporting these people trying to um, flee a war zone um, uh, are, uh, is needed. Uh, it's, it's about war and uh, we, should, we should react uh, accordingly. Um, in, in such a moment, I will expect that people will offer uh, immediate uh, support and not just uh, noble feelings of outrage or uh, moral compassion. When civilians are slaughtered by uh, the Russian troops on, on purpose. So, of course, these people are, are sometimes speechless. We were happy to uh, get support from um, an Ukrainian organization, we basically managed to employ two uh, uh, 
uh, two activists from Kyiv, from uh, the Insight organization. One of them is psychologist and tried to offer psychological uh, counseling uh, uh, for the refugees, for our refugees who managed to see with their eyes something we um, we really didn't expect, didn't even imagine that will be possible in our lives. So um, what we try to do here in, um, in Romania is to offer direct support, having a border with Ukraine and uh, trying to be as effective as possible for Ukrainians, but also for the third nationals who uh, lived in uh, in Ukraine and managed to escape in time. Um, and in the same time, we we try to offer some financial support and transportation of goods uh, and uh, medicines to uh, to the inside organization for for their distribution. We'll talk in a minute about how people can do more than send positive thoughts, prayers. I heard several times that this war, uh, that there are some specifics how this war is influencing the LGBT community. Are there, from your point of view and from your perspective, any specifics or even maybe more danger for LGBT plus people at this point? I don't want to exceptionalize the situation of our queer folks. Um, who uh, were lucky to find refuge in um, in the neighborhood neighboring countries um, because it's also about luck, uh, and not all of them actually. Many of them are um, didn't manage or couldn't uh, get this type of support simply because they were not able to pass the border. Um, again, from my practical experience. Um, of course, there are concerns with um, transgender people um, who were not in exactly in the position, in the situation to leave uh, the country um, with uh, enough treatment uh, with them to continue the treatment plan as usual. And that's the case also with people living with HIV. Um, and Moving to Romania, we know that they are facing difficult realities because here we have severe limitations in terms of uh, healthcare uh, visits and constant antiretroviral uh, mm. uh, treatment uh, interruptions, uh, provisional absence of various uh, medications, and these local realities can affect their uh, physical and mental health or even put their lives at risk. So it's it's complicated. Uh, what I notice is that especially uh, trans women were faced a very difficult situation at the Ukrainian border due to the fact that many of them didn't have the proper legal acts. It's not easy in Ukraine to change your legal identity and um, um, a significant number of them didn't manage to 
past the border or even worse uh, they were um sent to uh military units to serve the the country um and that's 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 terrible um uh, and it's also the case with uh, men living with HIV, despite uh, of their uh, medical condition, despite the fact that it's legal to uh, to leave the country, a number of them were still uh, forced to to remain in uh, in Ukraine. Um, we assisted also a number of families uh, who came with uh, uh, with children and um, LGBT or not and it's it's really difficult for them to to restart uh, their lives here I'm quite convinced that um, we should we should we have to persist in our efforts to convince the international community the un system the red cross other international organizations to pay much more attention to this uh uh marginal uh, marginalized people when they arrive in um, in our countries because no one is taking is thinking about this uh, vulnerable groups so quite often the officials, our officials mm. at the border, we have no idea where to send, by example, transgender people. And of course, they cannot be sent to uh, a mainstream uh, uh, shelter because we know that yeah. they will be subjected to acts of violence. Yeah. Um, that's why we, we try to offer support by creating safe spaces for them in, in Bucharest, the Ratu. Uh, and it's the same, uh, situation for LGBTI, uh, teenagers. Um, we are not ready to offer at this moment, uh, enough support in terms of necessarily provisions of medication, counseling, uh, information when they arrive. We should try to intensify our efforts to convince the international organizations to allocate separate space or to, to um, cooperate directly with us for creating uh, safe spaces in the big cities for these people because quite often they don't want to share the same uh, space with uh, uh, with other people they want to be to feel safe in um, yeah um, and work with an LGBTI organization that might understand their needs their needs are specific I think that this is a good point to talk about what would you suggest that people do? What is the next step? What would you encourage people to do and how can they help specifically in a concrete way? Well, um, I'll give you an, um, an example um, of what could can be done. Um, we managed to have a rapid communication with metropolitan community churches, a predominantly LGBTI uh, uh, community of faith, um, and they rapidly uh, managed to raise funds for uh, 
queer refugees uh, leaving Ukraine. So I think we got more than 15,000 uh, US dollars in less than two weeks from uh, from MCC uh, members, but also from uh, uh, allies. Uh, in the same time, local MCC communities, especially in uh, UK, but also in Germany, managed to to fundraise, um, and part of the money are directed to, to support um, queer refugees here in Romania, but also um, we managed to send uh, uh, direct uh, direct support to, to Ukraine via uh, inside the organization LGBT uh, organization that used to be based in Kyiv and now uh, is operational in uh, in the western part of uh, Ukraine for obvious uh, reasons so fundraising i will say is um is needed and it will be needed for longer term this war will not finish um, soon and the needs of these people, we are talking about the needs of the, the queer refugees, will not dissolve uh, rapidly once the, uh, the war is finished. Another thing we can do is to coordinate among ourselves as organizations to put more pressure upon our authorities to and raise the... Uh, the tension on uh, the needs of LGBTI people leaving Ukraine and what can be done in practical terms once they are arriving in our countries. Um, I know that's not an easy uh, thing to be done in countries that are not exactly uh, pro-LGBTI rights. Yeah. And all these countries in the neighborhood of Ukraine are in this situation. Let's be frank about. That's why we we have to engage into more direct uh, advocacy to be sure that at least um, our queer refugees will receive information at the border to whom they can speak um, and how they can uh, how how they can reach us lgbti rights organizations or organizations offering community support we also can provide support especially in western europe um, by communicating with uh, lgbt organizations in romania and poland in um, in hungary in moldova I will say that there is a clear need for partnership here to be sure that we can send uh, refugees if they want to uh, a safe space in, in Western Europe. We have to prepare this, uh, this trip. Sometimes uh, we have to offer legal counseling. The documents are missing. Third nationals have difficulties to leave uh, the country and so on. So um, the connection between all of us are, are is, uh, I will say, it's essential. And we are just at the beginning, I will say. Um, by comparison, looking to what happened two, three weeks ago, um, I will say that the rapid coordination between us, 
uh, with ILGA Europe, with other international organizations such as uh, IPPF, International Planned Parenthood uh, Federation, a few others. Uh, this this relation is much is much better, but a lot of things should be organized in uh, uh, also in Western Europe because quite often the refugees will encounter uh, a significant sense of alienation, isolation, and our colleagues there have to um, have to invent new ways for responding to this uh, to these needs um, and um, collecting uh, uh, items that can be helpful for refugees or for Ukrainians if we manage to have a cooperation organization able to transport them from medicine to sleeping bags and very important uh, we can we are able to provide shelters uh, in our homes in uh, in rented spaces this is our moral uh, uh, duty I will say it's really important to offer uh, this type of uh, direct support for people who have no idea where they will sleep uh, into for several nights or what they can um, eat. If our local organizations, our local communities might not be prepared to do so, we still co can cooperate uh, with uh, larger organizations but that are better equipped than us and uh, support them uh, uh, financially um, um, because they also need this type of uh, support. The state is not exactly providing uh, yeah. financial support for our organizations or for other organizations of civil uh, society, at least in, uh, in Eastern Europe. And I think that's the right time to act and uh, show uh, a clear... Uh, um, a clear commitment here. Yeah. So if there is someone who starts raising money, funds, uh, who can they contact? How can they, who can they send this money to? Uh, of course, we live in a time we want to be safe, uh, that the money really arrives there at the place that's intended for. So what can people do to get the money to the right place? Well, there are, um, there are a few organizations in the region that um, already um, managed to get experience in um, offering direct support to, to refugees or queer refugees, but also to their families. It's, it's sometimes it's difficult to operate with, uh, you know, distinctions uh, based on sexual orientation in times of war. Of course. Um, they, uh, they do have uh, pages, specific pages, bank accounts where we can, um, uh, we can send money. Um, I will suggest also to, to send uh, support to those local organizations in, uh, in Ukraine um 
that um, are enduring a rough time uh, in, in, in this period. Uh, we can manage here better. Uh, I, I will say it's much it's much more difficult to to resist in their um, in their regions in uh, in uh, Ukraine. So from my perspective, uh, basically sending money, even peanuts, um, it's uh it, it's not just a practical way of supporting those in need but it's also a way to do the opposite of what uh, the infamous uh, red uh, patriarch kirill of moscow in the entire russia and many of his bishops are preaching uh, a bible of uh, hate and uh, violence a bible of uh, discrimination let's not forget that we as lgbti people were identified as one of the reasons why russia has attacked uh, yeah. um, ukraine and by by paying i don't know uh several euros uh every every month we can break this call to to violence and be agents of uh, um, intervention, if you want, uh, exactly where it's needed, especially for those among us who are more vulnerable. And uh, for sure, we know that uh, their existence is in danger due to the uh, Russian uh, uh, propaganda. Uh, thank you, Florin, so much. I don't know, is there anything else that you think is really important to add because, before we end this interview? Yeah, I would like, to, I'd like to, to remind all of us that this is not just about uh, Ukraine and about Ukrainians. This is about the entire Europe and about the free world. But this war showed the uh, the impact of the uh, evil propaganda against us, against democracy, the Russian empire um, developed in time. And that propaganda um, uh, has this horrific end, a war. And again, it's not a war just against Ukraine and just against Ukrainians. It's a, it's a war against who we are as, uh, as LGBTI people, as people living in democracies. And if we want to continue to live in our democracy, to live in a free country, we have to find a way to support those who are performing uh, a war against, of, uh, against Russia in our name in the name of our values. So supporting them directly and indirectly, uh, we are supporting uh, a fight for saving the soul of Europe in these dark times. Thank you, Florin, so much. Uh, dear viewers and listeners, you heard uh, people need your help and there are specific ways that you can help uh, LGBT refugees and those who still remain in the Ukraine and try to help the people who stayed there. Uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, this podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. 
It is part of the Let Us Be Heard series and supported by HMS. Uh, we'll see you soon. Subscribe, help, look in the links for ways that you can help or even put in some effort and find, I'm sure that there are several organization across Europe's, uh, organizations across Europe that are helping people in the Ukraine and queer people as well. Thank you for being with us. Uh, see you next time. Bye everyone. Bye Florin. Thank you. Bye-bye.